Hello, you're listening to Confessions of a 20-something Father podcast. It's an independent parenting podcast that doesn't necessarily have to teach you how to raise your kids. Probably some advice you shouldn't listen to, but it's pretty funny for the rest of you. You can vote for us on the British Podcasting Awards by going to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. It's under the Listener's Choice Award. We know we're probably never going to win it, but we may as well try and get some votes in and you never know what could happen. We've recorded in front of a live audience of one baby and one dog. We hope you enjoy listening to the upcoming episode. All was quiet in the confessions of a 20-something father household. The baby Connie sleeps. The dog is in her den. Will the baby stay asleep to let father record episode 12? Let's see, eh? Hello guys, welcome to episode number 12 of Confessions of a 20-something Father podcast. This is Scotland part 2, and this one is not a rather long title. This one's titled Highlands, Islands, Lowlands, and Everything in Betweenlands. Um, I might shorten that down because it might not fit into Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and whatever, so that might get shortened down, but that's what the intended uh, working title, if you like, of the uh, the episode is. So this one's mainly just going to be a sort of general overview of our trip to Scotland, um, sort of things we did, um, but although it leads into the the third one, which is just the la- last little bit about um, some other things, uh, and I'll leave you hanging to, I'm not going to get spoiled the title for that one, um, that one's about a, a separate trip, the whole trip gets a, <laughs> a separate episode for itself, so... Let's sort of get into it. Um, otherwise, I'm going to bore you with my endless nattering. Well, that's all. That's all these episodes are. But there's a bit more of a story to the rest of the episode. Um, so we went to Scotland. Obviously, we arrived at my auntie's on the uh, on a Friday morning, uh, very early. We arrived there in the afternoon, um, and as I say, we wanted to have the whole day there. So we got there and napped. <laughs> we didn't do a lot. If I'm truthful with you. Um, that day we got there, we just chilled out, um, had, had a few drinks in the evening, <clears throat> a couple of beers just to relax, um, before in Scotland head on the next day. And it's one of those holidays that sometimes uh, parts of it don't feel like a holiday. Um, it feels like you can need a holiday to get over the holiday, um, as such. But it, so we were trying to break up. We we're going to do a couple of things head on. Maybe have a couple of days to relax, um, and that's that. That's how it really worked out. Um, so. Uh, the Saturday we went to see my granddad, uh, which is Connie's great granddad, and we he's the, he's the guy in the new cover art photo uh, for the podcast. So um, that photo, not that particular photo, there's a different one. Um, there's three generations in that photo. That's pretty cool. Um, so that's why I thought I'd use it as the podcast cover art because um, we're all fathers, grandfathers in that photo, and the well, but two of us are Connie's not. <laughs> um, that's, that's silly. So yeah, that's but that photo. Uh, there's another one in question that I posted on Instagram actually. There's a photo in question that's uh, really cool because it's the oldest and the youngest at current in the family, and um, that will change because my auntie, uh, T, T, I was gonna say auntie Darren, then my auntie Tina, uncle Darren, my uncle Darren, and auntie Tina, whichever way you want to been on it. Um, they're having another baby. Um, due in August, uh, September time. It could come in August. If it comes early, it could be near enough the same age. It's gonna be about near enough a year younger than Connie. Um, so that'd be weird. So I'll have actually have a cousin that's younger than my own child. Uh, that's uh, mental. But each time my, my uncle is a bit quite a bit younger than my mum. Um, so that's how it works out. They're like twenty years younger. So it sort of evens itself out by that. 
Um, so that they're having their fourth child, which is a huge, huge congratulations to them. I was there for their gender reveal while we're there, um, but we'll come on to that maybe a little bit <laughs> later on. We get to that part of the podcast. Let's not get ahead of ahead of ourselves. We've got to get past the first day yet. Yeah? Um, so yeah, we went to see my went to see my granddad. Um, I haven't seen for a couple of years. He's had um, some tough times. He was he was a heavy drinker, but now he doesn't drink at all. Drinks non-alcoholic beer and non-alcoholic wines. It's a massive change. Um, but he is still a bit uneasy on his feet. He's still mad as a hat. I drink, don't change. He's just mad anyway. Mad old Scotsman. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, but he come. So he went, went got to his house. Knocks on the door. Chapped the door. Uh, Hi, granddad. You right? Yeah. Ah, is that the wee baby? Ah, brilliant. Give it to me. No, he's very uneasy on his feet. Uh, granddad, do you not want us? To... Let's get in. We'll sit down. We'll give it to him. No, I'll take it out. I'll take it out. I need to hold her. I need to hold her. It's his first great-grandchild as well, so he's very excited. Um, so we went in. She, she he held her. Uh, and he's got, like, this half door. So it opens halfway. And it's got this half door, and he's just gone... Boom, leant forward with her and hit her head on the door. One half of the door, the other half that wasn't open. And you just get this... <laughs> That doesn't wake her up, but yeah, she just cried. She wasn't happy. Um, she did feel a bit silly, but we calmed her down, sat down, got her chilled out, and then she he put the he put the football scores on and the rugby on, and she was loving it. She was sat in his lap for ages, a couple of hours, um, and he and he loved it. He's so besides of her. I mean, that's when we got to take that photo. Um, there is a photo <laughs> where she's looking dead at the camera. I think it might even be the cover art one. She's looking dead at the camera. And my granddad's just not, he's just more interested in what's on the telly. Um, so it's easier to get a seven-month-old to look at the camera rather than a 79-year-old. 79-year-old? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be 80 this year. Yeah, 79-year-old. Um, so, yeah, that's mental. But, yeah, so that was that was a lesson we learned and, and discovered. Um, so that was the first day, so we just went to see him, chilled with him. Uh, my auntie Denise had taken him some bits around for shopping. Um, his messages, as they call it in Scotland. Um, and we, yeah, we just had a nice little time. Although we missed the second half of possibly the best second half of international rugby you'll ever see. Because um, obviously England were thrashing Scotland on that day. Um, it was 37, 1 at half, 5 at half time, something stupid like that. And then... Scotland got it back to win, uh, draw 38, so we're winning 38-37 or whatever it was. Uh, and we missed that whole second half travelling back to my aunties because it was around about 45 minutes. So give give the five minutes that we had left of half time when we left and the 40 minutes of the second half, it had literally just all finished by the time we got to my back to my aunties. So yeah, we missed that. And the thing that hurts me the most about that game, I actually had tickets for it uh, through my former employers. Um to go and see that game and I, because I was going to Scotland I had to sell them so they probably got the watched the best inter- the highest scoring rugby international draw ever and probably one of the best rugby international games you'll ever see uh, hopefully they were neutrals if not if they're England, if they're England dead hot die high England fans a bit disappointing but as a, for a neutral that'd be fantastic for someone that supports both sides doesn't care which side wins yeah that's like the ideal situation for me because the um, Scottish aren't completely hating the English at that weekend if we'd beaten them they probably would be um, they're more into football than rugby up there not that they're good at either um, but yeah I'll come on to <laughs> my sport my sporting who I support in sports very interesting it's been up for a lot of debates a lot of banter between me and friends um, I'll detail that in the episode at the end as well um, episode four Cause that's got a, that's got a, that's a bit about that as well. So everything leads into everything, and everything gets answered. Although I give you little bits of here and that, it's all going to get answered. Don't worry when I say it's going to be a later episode. It is going to be a later episode. We are halfway through the Scotland series already, um, which is quite 
mad already. Um, I've had a really uh, today. I've had a really good day. Um, uh, this is actually recorded on the same day at Scotland Part One. I've had a really productive day. I've filmed like a YouTube video. I've done loads. I need to tidy the kitchen, but that, that can wait. But this is my first day. Sometimes I go, get, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. Which is why the episodes have been coming out slightly later. Um, my episode one's coming out to come out when it did, and episode two's not coming out when it did because I just had a couple of days. Can't be bothered. I had no motivation, but now I've got that and I'm using it, so I'm making sure I get as much done as I possibly can, especially on the podcast because this is obviously something I really enjoy doing. It's something that keeps me busy, and and I like promoting it and stuff as well. Um, it's hard. It's really a lot of hard work goes into this podcast, but oh shit. Um, but it is something that I really really enjoy. Um, so yeah, that was the that was the first day. So we uh, <laughs> saw my granddad and missed missed the uh, best rugby international draw ever. Um, so the following day, uh, still overcast and horrible in Scotland that, that these days, um, we went to the beach. <clears throat> we went to a little place called Largs. It's about six miles away from my auntie Denise's. She didn't come with us. She had uh, ironing and stuff to do because she had work on the Monday, unfortunately for her. Um, so yeah, we went to, and she was cooking uh, the dinner. So we went to we went to Largs. Uh, just me, Connie, Steph, and Joe. And we, uh, the first thing we did was went into the amusement arcades because it was windy and freezing and cold there. Uh, so we went to the amusement arcades um, and played on the two P machines and stuff. <laughs> well, what we doing? What we end up having doing when we ever go to an arcade that does tickets is we just win loads of tickets for Joe's daughter, uh, mainly me because I like winning the tickets and then give her as many as she can. And getting there, I think we were in there for about an hour and we got like quite a few. Um, she got some quite good prizes, so we probably spent quite a bit on it. But we just went on the ones that like dead certs tickets and I just got the basketball things and I'm actually right in them and various other ones and um, I like the slot machines that just give you tickets so they, they, they pay out better than actually real slot machines which is real bastard why can't real slot machines just be like that you know like <laughs> hate, hate it when the puggies fruities whatever you want to call them do that they're really bloody annoying and i wish i wish they paid out the way they were paying these tickets out because jesus christ i would be a billionaire by now <laughs> the amount of money i've put in them in, the, in my lifetime um yeah so we did that um we went to we didn't get any fish and chips this time we go back to largs and do that a later date um but this is like so this is our first of two trips to largs really like it there um, it's just a really nice seaside coastal town, a uh, little town, quite a little, very little town. Um, so then we went to look walk along the waterfront. Um, Joe wasn't a fan because it was so windy. Me and Steph, right, I, got, I went down to the bottom of the where the sea where the sea the lock is. It's the Clyde Estuary. Um, I went down and I was I took, taking my shoes off, get my socks off, rolling my jeans up, and put my feet in the water. Middle of March, my feet felt like ice blocks, but I really like cold water. Like I, if I if I had had a change of clothes, I'd have gone and swim, swam in it. Actually, not sure because there are, I know the jellyfish next. When we were younger, they used to find it lags from. Um, there's jellyfish we used to go and poke them <laughs> and a jellyfish scare that put the fear into me because um, I remember going surfing when I was at school once in in Wales um, I just saw jellyfishes being washed up on the thing they're only tiny things but I was like nah I ain't going back in there surfing I was like, I was like nah done. that was me done went got changed I was like oh fuck that <laughs> so jellyfish one of the things like snakes put the fear into me I just think because I don't want anyone peeing on me or having to pee myself uh, with the sting so we did that. I put my uh, freezing, went back, and then went up to a place called Nardini's, which does like the best ice cream, loads of ice cream, loads of desserts. But I had a dilemma. I wanted waffles, but I also wanted iron brew ice cream. So me being the clever person that I am, fought my feet. I love the waffles with the vanilla ice cream that comes with it. But I'll have an iron brew ice cream milkshake, please. <laughs> so they do iron brew ice cream there. The woman just when I asked her that, she the other week the girl was just like, eh. I was like, iron brew ice cream, iron brew milkshake. She was like, 
I improve milkshake. I was like, yeah. I was like, you can make milkshakes your ice cream you got, right? She's like, aye. I brew ice cream, put it in the milk, put it in the blender, I brew ice cream milkshake. She's like, ah, alright, yeah, I get ya. You sure? Yeah, I want it. I like the brew ice cream. I like milkshakes. Make it. Made it. I'm, I, she looked at me like I was the only person that ever asked for an iron brew ice cream milkshake, which is surprising in Scotland to be the only person that's ever asked for something that has iron brew in it, because that was the place that invented the iron brew WKD. And the, the, all they drank, the only alcohol they would drink, aye, tenants, an iron brew WKD, made with gutters. Um, so that was literally, <laughs> can't get that anymore, don't, don't think, can you? Shame. Um, so yeah, I was the I I had that and waffles. Felt sick as a dog afterwards. But the iron brew ice cream milkshake tastes just like the ice cream, but those milkshakes didn't have to chew it as much. Saved on the chewing. Get it. Um, so yeah, we did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we did that um, at the ice cream. Uh, then went off back to my aunties and then chilled out for a couple of days. Uh, chilled out for the rest of the evening. Um, before then tackling Scotland again massively head on the next day with a drive across the country uh, this time to go and see my uncle Jim and auntie Elizabeth um, so uh, Jim you'll recognise if you've listened to episode number three it's Jim Craig the uh, Celtic legend um, got a photo of him and Connie now um, he, so we went over drove over to his they live they live um, where, a bit of country near Perth between Stirling and Perth um, a nice little area not far off Glen Eagles um, and they, um, yeah, so they <laughs> went to stay with them and they, they got a lovely little house living in the like, middle of nowhere. It's cool. Uh, it's nice for a night. Any longer you'd be bored. Um, so we went to stay with them and uh, they met Connie for the first time. They were besotted. She's the main, <laughs> Jim come out. He's like, ah, the main, the main attraction. I was like, for me, it's you, Jim, because I just want to talk about football. And <laughs> he's great to talk about football with. And we'd got there and he'd um, printed out uh, league tables. And he printed out the League 2 one and he showed me why Swindon weren't going to go up. And we're not going to go up now. But he, he, that was like how into detail he is. He was talking about football. He'll print it out. He'll get the page. He'd print it out from the computer or he'd say it from the newspaper. And he's like, and he'd waited for, it was waiting for the Monday as well. So after the weekend's fixture, he's like, aye, this is why Swindon won't go up. You've conceded too many goals. I was like, I know that. <laughs> but it was like, and he went through the other league tables. Uh, he's put his bet in for Man City to win the league because they conceded less goals. And. It's really interesting hearing his thoughts on it as well, and um, stuff that I'm going to use in a football coaching career one day. Of what he told me as well, it's fantastic. Um, and I literally, Joe said as well, she could, you could literally listen to him all day long. He's got so many stories. Um, I really want to get him back on for another podcast. It's fantastic to see him and just stories and just a general chat one again. Um, he's got loads more Celtic stories, football stories, non-football stories, stories from the rugby when his boys played it because they all played uh, first division stuff in Glasgow. Uh, first division sort of yeah, professional rugby in Glasgow, I think. Yeah, really high levels of rugby. I know one of them played for Scotland internationally. Um, uh, and obviously my cousin Lisa, she's a high flyer. They go, they do a lot of her. Uh, she's a high flyer in London. So it was, yeah, it was really good to see them. They love, they love Connie, and they look after you as well. We didn't have to lift a finger. I, I think I went to lift some bowls up to clear the table. No, 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 no. It was Jim, and he's just ah, brilliant. I, I just stayed talking to him. We watched some football, and it's just hearing his analysis on it because uh, I've got my own analysis on it. But obviously, he, him and his ex players slightly different to my one. Um, although I do play football, I'm trying to get fit to play football again. Um, but yeah, it's really just such an interesting guys so yeah we spent a, spent a day with those them um and went then went back down to uh my auntie denise's now the tuesday had a bit of a, a sad tinge to it joe was going home yes home from a holiday for two days the reason being she'd been selected to be a beauty ambassador for the oddy shop i'm not going to say the name because i 
fucking hate it. <laughs> it ruins my life. For the body shop, basically, body shop. Um, so if you want anything, hit me up and I can put you in contact with her. She, she will order, uh, she can order it for you and get organised delivery as well. Um, so if you do want body shop stuff, she's a body shop at home rep. So she got... Um, she got selected to be a beauty ambassador. Out of, I don't really, don't really listen to that part. Um, she got selected to be a beauty ambassador, but the training was in Birmingham while we were on holiday. There wasn't any up north that she could do, except from Leeds. It was too much pain to get to there because the trains didn't add up and work out. So she flew home to Bristol. So she flew from Glasgow, literally home to Bristol. Um, had to get a lift, stayed at home for a day, went to a thing in Birmingham, had to stay at home another day because she couldn't get back to the, the flight times when Bristol didn't work, and then come back. So I was left on my own with Connie in Scotland for, for the Tuesday, uh, sort of the Tuesday evening, for the majority of that, the whole of the Wednesday, and and the Thursday morning, and Connie was teething, and I'd had a, we'd had a bit of a nightmare on the Tuesday night, she didn't sleep, um, I don't know, I think I cursed it after I said last time how good she was when she left with me for only 24 hours that time, but how good she was, how brilliant she was, and um, yeah, we had a nightmare. She wouldn't go to sleep. She woke up early, and I, I think I had a literal breakdown in the moment. I just, oh, I can't do this anymore. Luckily, Stoke Joe's other daughter was there. She helped me out. Uh, eventually, got there and we're happy. I went out to Greenock on the Wednesday afternoon, got some pizza with Steph, and just chilled out a little bit. And um, yeah, so that was help. But that was that was the worst part of the holiday. I just had a complete mental breakdown, um, and because Connie wouldn't stop crying, and then that probably didn't help. And you got to try and remain calm. It was just a nightmare. Um, and so on the Thursday, Joe eventually. <laughs> Joe came back. Me and Collie went to pick her up from the airport. We were late to the airport because you can never be on time, really, when you got a baby. Um, and we took Connie to see the planes. <laughs> More for Joe. Joe likes watching planes. Weirdo. Um, and then went back to my auntie's. And I think then that afternoon we went to we went to Darren and Tina's. Um, later on that afternoon, got there about tea time. And uh, then I got left with all the children. So they've got... <laughs> so I went to watch my... Uh, did I go watch my cousin football? Drink? No, that I didn't. Sorry. So yeah, we got... Uh, went to go get, we went to go get the kids at McDonald's, all the all the older kids that could eat, so everyone apart from Connie. And then they, they were going to a baby scan that night, a gender baby scan. <laughs> and um, Tina said, oh, she really wanted Joe to go with her. Not my family, didn't he? I didn't get invited, but we want Joe to go with her. And Tina's sister was there, my Uncle Darren was there. I thought, right, so who's going? Well, we're all going, so all the adults, so Simone, uh, Tina, Darren, Joe, you're staying here with the kids. So I got left with the baby Connie, Stephanie, Nathan, Darren Tina's oldest, Layla, their second, their middle child, Jacob, their youngest, and Niall, Simone's child, six children. I never want. I don't want another one after that. It was a nightmare. The two four-year-olds are hyper. One of them came in, and he was just like, Hi, Keenan, can I have this sweet? You've eaten half of it. Hi, can I have it? I'm not going to fucking say no now, just do whatever. <laughs> just, um, and then, yeah, they, they eventually came back with Chinese. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and our oh, Scottish Chinese is are the best. They're so much better than the ones I get down here. So it's so good and they're ordered, but I just I, just, I don't want another kid after that. Um, but we've got to be a part of their gender reveal. Um <laughs> <laughs> and this is, yeah, the best. So we've got to be a part of their, their gender reveal. Now, uh, I'd like to say, I don't think suicide's funny. I, I find nothing like that's funny. So anyway, they they revealed and it's going to, they're going to have a little girl. Great, really great news. Apart from uh, and Jacob, their the youngest, just going, I don't want a sister, I want a brother. Oh God, and then Nathan just walks out and he just comes to me, Uncle Darren, and the door and just goes, find me the nearest rope. I mean, I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, wow. Um, 
because he said he didn't want to love a little sister. Um, so he just he just said it out of nowhere. And I, we weren't laughing what he said. It was just the way he said it. He just came over so calmly, just walked up, got out and like, find me the nearest rope. It just fucking like wow um and we, we were in tears of laughter because we just like couldn't believe that had come out of his mouth um so there was mixed reactions to it layla was happy they their, their girl was happy she's having a sister there was mixed reactions between their children for it but we're obviously beside with them and collie's gonna have a little wee co- girl cousin as well uh to play with but they're trying to work out as well because it's only one member of the family that's had four children and that's my mum and her part they their pattern followed my mum's pattern up until this one so my mum had boy girl boy boy so they thought they were they, they were quite open for it was going to be boy they, and they had boy girl boy so the next one should have been boy if that was the way it was going to go but it obviously it doesn't follow that way um so yeah because that's my interesting one that's what i see my interesting one would be as well if mine if my if i'd followed my mum's pattern which i haven't i've gone girl first I bet if I'd gone boy first and the next one was a girl, then I would know what the pattern I'd be going on. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not having two boys. <laughs> I want, well, one would be enough, but I've seen how she gets on and it's a, like a little brother get on their nightmares um, together. So yeah, we did that and that was pretty cool um, to be a part of that and really fun time. Uh, and the Chinese, I just come out of the Chinese, that was the best part for me. Um, and the Friday was still with them. Um, we chilled during the day, Tina was off work, the kids had a sneaky, sick day off school. Shh. Um, and we just chilled out a little bit. Uh, didn't do a lot. No, we didn't do anything. And then what did we do? Uh, then I went to football training with my Nathan, um, my cousin, and my uncle, who's the coach, and I watched them train. Um, I got really cold because it started raining, and it was like freezing rain, and I just had a jacket on because I didn't think it would be that cold, and it was very windy, and I had a terrible time. Then went to TGI Fridays, which is really nice. Um, really pissed off a waitress because she was rude, slow, just slow, stupid, didn't bring the kids drinks first, bought our pints, so didn't give her a tip, and then her face with a 150 quid table walking off with no tip because she was not very good at her job, she didn't deserve a tip, so that's my view, I will, I normally tip and I felt actually quite bad not tipping, but then I was like, actually no, she was pretty shit at her job, uh, so I didn't tip, uh, but TGI Fridays is good, isn't it? it's alright in there, it's nice, I like Joe, I had massive food envy because Joe's food was better than mine, I'd have liked a burger and stuff, pretty standard, she'd all this crispy chicken stuff, oh so good, I ended up finishing hers off because she couldn't finish it, and I had, I had what I had of mine, and then yeah, hers, which is so good, this crispy chicken, um, then we went, and chilled, went back and chilled, and we, I think we are up talking again, just like catching up family stuff. And then, oh no, we've got Krispy Kremes after as well. Fucking love Krispy Kremes. So good. Strawberry, oh, strawberry Krispy. They didn't have that one though, but Krispy Kremes. So good. So good. Best donuts ever. Okay, so. <laughs> um, then the next day, I went to watch my cousin who's playing in a, a derby match um, with his team today. He plays with Dumbarton Riverside. They were playing Dumbarton United, their main rivals. In a friendly match because their league game has been called off, but it wasn't friendly. It was anything but on the Saturday morning. It was brutal. Like uh, the coach was really into it, which is really good. He's encouraging the kids and he's coaching them, and he, but he's really into it as well, which is fantastic to see. And it ended up being the foot. Uh, they take their junior football up there so seriously compared to down here. They take it so seriously. There's so many teams, um, and there was <laughs> two of the lads ended up having a punch up on the pitch. Never seen that in under 11s football before. Doubt I ever will again fucking brilliant <laughs> and they just let it squared up on the bench and then I saw one of the worst tackles ever the guy that's refereeing it which is my uncle actually completely missed it everyone's kicking off I was just I was just sitting there as a complete bystander fucking pissing myself it was brilliant <laughs> literally brutal 
probably most brutalist game of football one, one ever watched. My, my cousin's team ran out three one winners. Should have been three 0 because it was offside. But they didn't have linesmen, and the referee was for the team that scored. Shock, but they they, they played him off the park. It's brilliant. Um, but I I will never forget that game in my life. I don't think just for the pure fact of the punch up. <laughs> it was a fucking cracking punch, punch, punching push, and like you never get to see punch in a football pitch. It always gets a bit of pushing and shoving. Um, but no one ever really throws a punch, but under-11s don't give a fuck, and they do. So when I did that, and then the next day, we went to do the PR boss on resistance. We went to see Busted at the Hydro. Yes, that's what, so that's what I'd got up there for. So I bought tickets for uh, what I thought was Wembley in London, because it's called the SSE Arena. But I'd accidentally only seen the SSE and booked the SSE Hydro, which is in Glasgow. So that's a little bit what the trip was when it was, because... We needed to go and I wanted to go and watch uh, Busted at the Hydro because I bought the tickets for it in mistake. So we did that. Uh, the show was fucking brilliant. Uh, so they were supported by a band called Brigade. Uh, so we took the train up to. to actually, we'll go there. yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Kieran. We took the train up to Glasgow. £10 for a return to Glasgow. Like 15, 20 minutes. Normally about if the same sort of distance journey from where we are for two adults, probably about 15 to 20 quid. So train prices cheaper tick uh, went to hydro we'd left a bit a bit late we'd not got ready we'd end up leaving late so we didn't uh, we weren't hungry we'd had a big breakfast um in the afternoon <laughs> brunch um so we took the train got to t- got to glasgow uh, exhibition center uh, went for a couple of beers in the in the bar across the road from the hydro went and queued up and we were dead front because um, the way they'd worked it we managed to get dead front um in a sneaky sort of way and we watched, so we watched the busted. Uh, we watched their uh, support act was called Brigade, uh, who's Charlie Simpson's brothers. Wi- uh, Will um, is the front man of it. Is it Will or Ed? One of them. Um, they're the front man on it, and it was fantastic. There's a little the ginger one, which Harry's called. Me and him were having a little bit of a go together. They were really good. They're proper rock band. Two thousand and three. I really enjoyed them. I can't say everyone did in the arena, but I I enjoyed them. So fuck it, I had a good time. And then the next band was so a band called The Excerpts. And I feel like falling, falling in love. They sing that song. That's the song they finished with because I went out for uh, an hour halfway through it. Um, but they are really good as well. Really, really enjoyed them. Really, I'd go and see them again. Um, but then the main event, Busted, came on. Oh, fucking brilliant. Um, and Charlie come and dropped a pick in my hand at the end. The show was just amazing. Um, Really good songs, really good set lists. Uh, just had a really good time. Me and Joe got very drunk. Um, the train back was quite fun. Joe just did an Instagram video like, I'm very, very drunk. Up there, I'm very, very drunk. But yeah, we had a really good time with that. Mummy and Daddy night out. Uh, came back and smashed out a munchy box and cheesy chips and curry sauce. Oh, so good. Um, I woke up oddly the next day. I wasn't that drunk. I wasn't steaming, steaming. I was tip like I wasn't as drunk as I have been. And I woke up like the weirdest hangover I had had the next day. Don't know why. I think it's just because sometimes when I drink less, I get more of a hangover than when I drink more. So it's probably just one of those ones. But yeah, so uh, we chilled out on the Sunday massively because I thought I was going to die at one point. Um, so yeah, we didn't do a lot on the Sunday. Just chilled out. Uh, that was and that was pretty much it. Um, and then the Monday's our last day, which is where this video, this video, this pod, this uh, part three is going to pick up um, of this one. Uh, so yeah, the Monday was our last full day before going back on the Tuesday. So this is where we end, and just in time because Connie's just woken up as well. This is where we end part two and episode twelve. Thank you so much for listening. Um, 
you can like all our socials, share share out this. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you for part number three in a little while. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a 20-something Father podcast. We're independently run, but don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Confessions of a 20-something Father podcast, Instagram under the same name, and find us on Facebook and like our page. If you really do like us, you can also vote for us at the British Podcasting Awards. Please go to British Podcasting Awards forward slash vote. And we're under the Listener's Choice Awards. Each vote is very much appreciated because we never know what could happen, but we're never probably going to beat Peter Crouch. Hashtag Peter.